Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chat from a Hat. I'm your host, Josh Brown, along with my co-host, Caleb Luther. Caleb, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. It's a Sunday. I forgot it was a Sunday. It is a Sunday, and we normally don't record on a Sunday, so this is rather weird. Um, even though we recorded last week on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Caleb, you know what? Like I said before to you in a, in a, in a message, we, we are, when there's a holiday that falls on a Monday now, we are just not going to record. We're just not going to do it. Maybe not. We're not going to do it. We're not maybe do not. It. Well, thank you for joining us for this week of Chat from a Hat. Caleb, pick your, pick the topic for next oh, week. Gosh. <laughs> Caleb, what's been up with you? What have you been doing? I spent the whole day recording some music, uh, first time recording in a good while. I was on vacation and stuff, and uh, gotta say, pretty it was pretty bangerific. Banger, the bangerific. Track, yeah, it was. Is that, is that is that a term the new kids are using? No, just me, something? just okay. me, just me. It's never, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna catch on. It's not very good either. <laughs> well, it might catch on. You never know. You never know. It could. You but could. I'm pleased it with it. Am I in a, maybe a potential early 2024 release? Cause I got a little bit of collaborations. Twenty twenty four, but yeah, it, it's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen so this year. So far away. I, don't, I just don't think it's gonna happen this year. So it'd be, it'd be, far away. You'd be rushing if I uh, if I tried to push for like a no- November or December release. I think so. Well, yeah. I think you're wrong on that. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not done. I'm not done recording, and I'm still the, the collaboration with another artist. That okay. I know, so okay. I'm, it takes time to make something that's gonna be at least a three and a half out of five. <laughs> It's going to be a four out of five. Well, let's hope. Four, <laughs> 400 out of five. How, how, Six how, out of five stars. How's your weekend going? Um, well, I went to, um, I know you don't usually discuss work on the show, but I will. Um, I went to the 10th annual coal run yesterday. Um, the the coal dust run is what it was called. And it was a, a, a 5K, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of people came out. Uh Got some pictures for the paper. Nancy took some pictures for her personal page. Uh, yeah, it was did a lot you, of fun. Did you run? run? God, no. Actually, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I saw you with the backwards hat on. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I had forgot that I was going to have to take pictures, and usually when <clears> I take pictures, I don't like to wear a hat because yeah. of the bill of the hat yeah, yeah. in the way, so I just stuck it around in the back. It's and, a good way uh, to show off that Jimmy Eat World because exactly. the Jimmy Eat World is on the back exactly, of the hat. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I... I What's what's funny is is that I didn't sign up to run, but I ended up running because I had to run from where they were doing the coal dusting. Which, if you don't know anything about running, a dusting is when somebody you run in a five k, you run past something and they throw dust on you. They throw dirt on you. It's like a not dirt, but it's like a a, a colorful dirt to motivate you to run. Really? Yeah. So it's in some of them they do like neon colors and stuff like that, but with this one being the coal dust run it was black it was black dust um and once the coal dusting was done i had to run from where the coal dusting was happening happening all the way back to the starting line to get the finish of the the race Mm -hmm. so even though i didn't sign up to run i ended up running running yes and when i got back there i was so out of breath i could barely take pictures was that your running for the year that was my running for yeah yeah that was my running for the year well (laughs) i say that but i've ran i've had to run like seven times during doing this job and quite frankly i i didn't sign up for that i signed up to sit at a desk and do reporting not very well you better buckle up better buckle (laughs) up buckaroo a lot more running where that Uh, comes from caleb Last week we did a music trivia episode. Um, no one listened to it. Um, that's not true. That's it's not true. I'm, I'm just being. I'm being it's facetious. It's um, not true. It wasn't as successful people, as the movie trivia. A, a lot of people. A lot of people. Well, and it ha- it's been out a, a day, a day or two less too. A day, yeah. uh, a day or two less. A, a, a month or five less. A month or five less. Uh, but uh, yeah, go back and listen to that episode. It was a lot of fun. A lot of dead air because Caleb had to try and eat up time to to. Figure out the answers to the questions instead of just you I know. I think it paid off. So I think it paid off. Whatever. I think it paid off. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, you won. That's all there is to it, I guess. Spoiler much? I mean, people didn't listen to it anyway. Uh, so <laughs> they they did. I people told me themselves that they listened to it. Well, they were like they were they were even like uh, I'm trying to think what it was. Somebody it was about the uh, the weekend blinding lights and you know what i still have not found evidence that that's actually sam- sampled from take on me by aha well 
I don't think it is. I mean, but I, I got I got the answer right you, because because clearly the synth is inspired by that. Dun, 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 but it's not dun, the dun, same. Dun, dun, it's dun, not dun, dun, the same riff at all. It's not even remotely the same riff. They sound. It has a similar tone. Yeah, but it's not the same. So. So, so whatever. So what you're saying is, is that you I mean, technically I, still haven't won. I got the question right, so it was whatever. But that, the but the yeah, question was wrong. According to the, uh, the question wasn't wrong. It was just a question so that probably shouldn't have been. In existed. that regard, it would be fourteen fourteen because I get the Joe Alwyn question. No, actually, so it's actually, still fourteen fourteen. Actually, actually, I won by two, so no, it would be fifteen fourteen. No, no, no. You didn't. Yeah, you won by two. It, the, the, it the final score was fifteen thirteen, oh, so and then you get the one taken away, and I get the Joe Alwyn question. Uh, then it's fourteen fourteen. Okay, whatever. There's, there's, a re- there's a there's a rematch brewing um, there, folks. Well, there's a rematch brewing. Maybe we'll find one that is quite as difficult. It's quite as difficult. Jeez, yeah. Gosh. Good lord. I was Nancy I was, doesn't get the pick. I was a, I was a bit worried with the first ten, <laughs> tw- <laughs> ten questions. Nancy just don't get to pick. <laughs> she just don't get to do that anymore. It's uh, tough. Um, so Caleb, um, you like moon pies. Uh, no, not really. I like uh, the banana ones, I think. But I, 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 guess. I, tra- I tried a chocolate one recently for the first time in a while, and it just like is not very good. Caleb, I'll give you a nickel for that moon pie. <laughs> but I see that here we got Name a box. Name that movie in the comments. We got a box of uh, Minnie's Mint Chocolate which Moon Pies. I didn't pies. know existed. I didn't know they existed either. I'm not a fan of moon pies. You want me to try uh, this? You're going to try this on the air? Again, apparently this is our, our thing now. We just try well, I've been foods. on a. I guess you know, I've been on a little bit of a mint chocolate kick here. Yeah. Let's yep. see how this goes. There's also some fresh Andes mints if there I could as get well. The daggone thing open. Yeah, so Holy cow! Okay, pull. They're oh, little gosh. mini ones. They look like little tiny. Okay, don't be surprised if I just take like a bite and then that's it. Buddy, I don't care what you do. I with smelled it. it. I smell it's a little. Not, I smell a little mint chocolate. It smells like a uh, tag along. Is what it, it smells bit, like. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. There you go. Have up. Okay. It, it tastes like it tastes like a, a moon pie, don't it? <laughs> I mean. Okay. Nancy's not a fan. I'll go All ahead things and considered, that. if you put this in front of me or like the regular chocolate moon pie, mm-hmm. I'd rather eat this. Okay. Well, good. It means you can take them home with you. I'm not going to. Because um, there's, no, there's not one part of me that wants to continue eating that. They are going to go to waste if you do not take them I don't home want them. them. Will someone in your home eat them? I don't think so. Will someone, Nobody, at, nobody's your, will not, someone at your work eat them? Not many. I can take them to work. Do that then. And Take just them with see, you to work and see what people do. A think. social experiment. I will. Good. I'll, do I'll, it. I'll, I'll do the the, do uh, the stale donut thing, where like you leave like a thing of stale donuts out and tell the people like, "Oh, we're gonna have new donuts in an hour," and see who waits around for those donuts or who eats the stale donuts. I'm just gonna eat the donut. I don't care. It's a donut. <laughs> a donut's a donut. If you put a stale donut uh, yeah. in a microwave a moon, for ten seconds, it's fresh again. Moon pie donut. What's the difference? A lot. I, I, I know a lot. I know there's a lot. There's a lot difference there. God. God. Anything else? That was whatever. Anything that was, else? That wasn't about. terrible, but it was whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like moon pies. Anything else to talk about? I don't. I can't think of anything. Is anything in you know? You know what I've? You know what I'm almost done. I've been binging for about a month now. What's that? And it's been a a rewatch that I I haven't watched in a long time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I got I got a hankering for it, and I was like, I'm gonna rewatch this whole entire series. And that's, Parks and Rec. That's Boy Meets World. Really? On Disney Plus. Okay. I've been rewatching Boy Meets World, and uh, I don't know. I've it's it's been it's been it's been a it's been a hit, despite a lot of it not being very good, especially the later seasons. Have you watched Boy Meets World, Josh? No. So Corey Matthews is the main character, right. played by Ben Savage. Right. And there, in the last few seasons, I guess I just never noticed it before. Mm-hmm. But he is just a jerk. My God, it's like it's like he views like like sex as like a reward from Topanga, and it's just weird. It's 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 because <laughs> they're like in high school. Mm-hmm. And they're only in college the last couple seasons, but that's when he's at his jerkiest, is mm-hmm. when he's in college. And then I watch all these other characters around him kind of grow and evolve. Some of them get dumber, but they still, like, evolve. And he just, like, becomes like a jerk. So, he is... I think this is where the Andy Dwyer... Not, not Andy Dwyer, but Andy uh, Bernard. Mm-hmm. A little bit of motivation for him becoming an absolute jerk in the last couple seasons of The Office was inspired by Corey Matthews in Boy Meets World. You heard it here first... Well, Any Boy Meets World fans out there, you know, if you haven't watched the show in a while, go back, watch it all. <laughs> and get, there's well, only seven seasons. Get to the last, get to the last couple seasons and realize how much of a jerk the main character is. Well, Holy cow! Speaking of um, sitcoms and things of that nature, um, 
Did you did, have you heard the controversy controversy with uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher over the last few I weeks? I actually read the stuff that or I, last I, few I read days. the thing that Ashton Kutcher wrote yeah. for Danny Masterson. Yeah, not good. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. Not good. Did not read Mila's, but I I, I saw Ashton's. It popped up and yeah. I read it. Did you Did you see their their apology on TikTok? Nah. Yeah, they, they put, I, I can't watch them. I get I get secondhand embarrassment watching posted, any apology. They posted an apology saying that 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 their letters were meant for just the judge and stuff like that. Well, about, I'm sure. I'm, and it was about, I'm and, sure. And, and, and the but. the one comment underneath that just cracked me up. It was like, "This is the apology saying sorry that our letters got leaked." Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's oof. not good. Mm. Not going to get into that because that's a triggering yeah, thing yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, um, we won't get into like Danny Masterson's whole thing, but um, yeah, letters for yeah, not a good look. Not not a good look. Not a good look at good all. Look. I'm trying to think who it was that uh, oh, uh, Topher Grace apparently is like one of the only cast members that hasn't. Yeah. Because Topher Grace doesn't like Danny Masterson, that's why he yeah. left the show. Topher, you know, to, I know Topher Grace probably caught a lot of slack for being like, like a a jerk or whatever on set or like uh, too too serious. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that I think he's had the best dramatic career out of mm-hmm. any of these people. Yeah. Like for real, I think he's like an excellent actor. So take that, Ashton Kutcher, you're the one who got punked today. I, I, go back and watch some old clips of Punk. <laughs> that, that, sh- that show has not aged well. Uh, There's like, okay, this, it's popped up on TikTok a thousand times for me. Okay. And it's it's the episode where they're, they're punking Hillary Duff. And I think maybe she's 15 or 16 in this. And Aston Seems Kutcher, like I know what you're going to And Aston Kutcher is like, her. Hillary Duff is one of those girls that we're all just sitting around waiting for her to turn 18. And the Olsen twins too. And I'm like, oh gosh, Aston. Not, not, not a good look good. in your in your trucker hat. Not a good look. Not, not a good look. Not. But yeah, that's all the Aston Kutcher talk I got for the day. The Butterfly Effect used to be like my favorite movie when I was fourteen years old. <laughs> in retrospect, not great, but it did introduce me to one of my favorite Oasis songs, which is "Stop Crying Your Heart Out," which is a great oh, song. No. I think a bad album, but a, a great okay. song. Okay, that song is amazing. Actually, okay. I love gonna, it. We're going to talk about. Uh, not that album because it came out in the 2000s. That, that album here in a little bit. What's actually. next? Um, Are we? I think time? we're to our topic. I think is we're to time? our topic. I know this was the quickest catch-up segment that we've ever. We didn't had. have much to. Ca- well, anything that I would have had in mind, I just kind of got a. It was a long week, so I just. Uh, I probably just anything that I had to talk about. I was just like, I'm erasing all that. So yeah. I, yeah. I don't even know, but movie movies Kurt coming out. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> not that I can think of. Uh, uh, I mean, the next movie that is on our radar would probably be The Exorcist, maybe. Exorcist, maybe. Yeah, uh, there might be something else. I can't I'm think just... of anything that's coming out. Yeah. in the next few weeks. Anyway, September. So, Caleb, today we're talking about our '90s albums. Um, they have to be, as always, one artist per year. No repeats. No repeat of artists. No repeats of artists. In the 70s, Josh did a lot of cheats. I did a lot of cheats. <laughs> this, there was a Paul McCartney was littered this, all over that. Okay, this one, though, going to be a lot uh, more cheats. No, uh, there's, there better not be. I don't have one single cheat on here. Cause, okay, I don't have a single cheat. To me, the 90s... If I have a cheat... The 90s, call it, it bias. subconscious cheat. I, I don't think this is biased, though, because... Yeah, we were born in 1990. The 90s is our... We are technically... We are 90s kids. We are 90 babies. Uh, the things that we know about the 90s is more so like Nicktoons related and, yes. and stuff like that and some of the movies that came out. I can assure you, not a single one of these albums did I listen to in the 90s. So it's not like... I did. I didn't listen to any of these albums in the 90s. So it's not like I have nostalgia for these albums. Mm-hmm. But I just grown to love them through the okay. years when I was discovering music I'll agree, through the decades. I agree with that. So one I, album. One I album. think the 90s is... I think it's the best decade for music. Okay. And it's probably just my favorite, you know, I, I get some TikToks popping up that make me sad every time. They're purposely supposed to be sad. It's like a photo reel where you can like look through the photos mm-hmm. on TikTok and it has like the sad music playing. It's just showing you images from the 90s. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my God. That is <laughs> I what, can't do that today. That is what Doritos look like in the 90s. <laughs> that is what Taco Bell looked like in the 90s. Like, oh my God. <laughs> what was that? Uh. What's the uh, what was the little, uh, Tamagotchi? Oh yeah, the Tamagotchi kind of came back a that little you, bit. That you, that you killed. You killed everybody killed. Easy to, everybody very, killed very the Tamagotchi at least. So let's once. get into the the Muzak. Caleb, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man. Me? Because Never. 
you always do. I do. Yeah. I do go first. Are you going to listen to me, Josh? Yep. Or are you going to get I'm on listening. your daggone phone? No, I got you, Folks, this, the professionalism. Now, Sorry, I got a very important message that the, I Not as important to. as my 1990 album. Okay, the, what's your 1990 my year album? The year that one of the greatest films of all time came out, Goodfellas, has nothing to do with this album. I was going to say, <laughs> are you going to cheat and put a Goodfellas soundtrack Goodfellas on here? Goodfellas soundtrack is You know, full, we technically didn't make that rule. <laughs> I was never going to do that, though. I mean, it's full of classics from the 60s. Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, my, my '90s album is uh, by a band called the uh, the uh, uh, Cocteau Twins. Cock- See, I, I, I even like I even put the uh, how to properly say this because I say it wrong all the time. C O C T E A U, like Cocteau. Now say it one more time. Spell it one C-O-C-T-E-A-U. more time. C O C T E A U. C O C T E A U. I even I got it. I got it without buddy. It. It says cock. I heard of these people at all. Okay. So well, go ahead. Well, their album by the Cocteau Twins, "Heaven or Las Vegas," from 1990. I think it's uh, largely considered the best dream pop album of all time. Listened, listed. And this is exactly, exactly why, why I have <laughs> never heard of them. It's listed at 245th on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, okay. This album is uh, beautiful, despite me not being able to understand. Nearly a single, a single word, a single lyric of this album. You know what? Whenever I was first started getting getting in this album, I was like, "Is this band like, is this band like German or something?" Because these words, every once in a while, they'll say like a, an English word, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know that word." But then the more I listened to it, I was like, "I don't really even care." Because the the yeah. her her voice is an instrument, and she sounds great. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it works perfectly with the uh, the dreamy aesthetic of the, of the music. Uh, the second half half of the album in particular has some of the best bridges. Mm-hmm. Of, of any song that I've ever heard in my life. I, I really love this one. It's uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, and and probably when it comes to just straight-up dream pop, uh, you could argue that there's some shoegaze elements, but it's mm-hmm. more so dream pop. It's not very heavy. Not a lot of distorted guitars, mm-hmm. just dreamy atmosphere. Maybe the best dream pop album of all time. Okay. That's my 1990 album. Uh, the year of I was born. I was listening to this album right when I came out the womb. I was listening to this album, folks. I was there, day yeah. one, listening to this album. That's for sure. I don't believe you. Yeah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. (laughs) Uh, Caleb, my 1990 album is by a band that I also said was probably one of the most overrated bands of all time. Um, And that is The Razor's Edge by ACDC. I don't... What's on that? Um, Well, I'll tell you what's on that, Caleb. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The the album kicks off with Thunderstruck, of course. Oh, that came out in 1990? 1990. September 1990. Holy cow. Uh, I could have sworn that was like an early 80s song or something. No, no. They just always sound the same. So it's like, you know. know? (laughs) And you know what the funny thing is? It's like, during the 80s, I guess it was because of hair metal and, you know, the, the... those type of, of hair metal bands and the the uh, the pop music and stuff that was out at that time, they never changed their sound. But during the eighties, they had like a downward slope, and this was the album that brought them back, well, like brought I, them back into the forefront. Well, I guess rock was regular rock, like also like sort of moved a little bit by like uh, grunge. Rock yeah. was coming back on like regular rock and roll was coming yeah, back onto I the, the mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it had Thunderstruck, Fire Your Guns, Money Talks, Razor's Edge. Uh, let's see, Are You Ready's on that album. Uh, that was a lot of the singles, but uh, I think Razor's Edge is probably their, I would say honestly, their best song. I don't even know that song. Yeah, you should listen to it I sometime. I don't think I know it, actually. Was that Razor Ramon's theme that song? That was it. It's Razor was Ramon's it really? Theme. No, it's not. No. Oh, man. Jesus Dang. Christ. What was Caleb? it? Scott Hall's theme song. No. Same guy. Same okay. guy. Same guy. So, uh, Razor's Edge by ACDC. That's my uh, 1990. Razor's Edge. I thought he was going to pop out like a Guns N' Roses album or something. God, why would I <laughs> ever do that? I don't that? know. You, you said, you said uh, I said this was one of the most overrated bands. I was like, oh, God. Is it going to be Nirvana or something? No. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. No. I, okay. would, I would pick. Okay. I don't know. Can we put? Can we do that sometime? Can we do a versus and Guns N' Roses versus Nirvana and which one I hate the most? I, well, I, I, I don't like Guns N' Roses really at all. So, so you would pick Nirvana easily. So I, I like would, Nirvana. So, so I would have to go Guns N' Roses, and I, 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 so. I think I'd rather. I don't want to do this episode. Wrist. I don't want to do that episode. I, I, I really I don't do. like to criticize super successful bands that are millionaires. You know, Ooh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Still doesn't change no. the fact that. Never mind. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Shut up. Don't do it. 
1991. My second year of life. <laughs> the Christ. the year Beauty and the Beast was released. The Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. No. Uh, Tale is hold as time. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, guest. My 1991 album is Loveless by My, my Bloody Valentine, which they made my 80s list too. Okay. So, okay. Uh, an almost completely abstract and experimental listening experience. It's loud and full of like tons of textures. Okay. That really all the, the really the only way to listen to it is with good headphones. Okay. Uh, despite it coming off as somewhat inaccessible as you you would think, it's still considered like the best and most influential shoegaze album ever. Mm-hmm. And on Pitchfork's best album of the '90s, uh, this was like a revision that, of it that they did in like the early 2000s. It was listed at number two, mm-hmm. the best album of the '90s, behind OK Computer by Radiohead. Okay, uh, while which, e- we'll, which we'll talk about wh- later. While NME, NME listed it at number 18 on their 500 greatest albums of all time. That is, wow, that is high. And I, I do love this album. Uh, it's, it's, it's repetitive in the best way possible because mm-hmm. you take in all the textures of the guitars. It's just like wow. I don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's like so many memes or like gifs of uh, using this album and people putting their headphones on and mm-hmm. listening to this one. I don't, even, I don't know if you've ever seen that Hank Hill one where he's like, <laughs> yeah, where he picks up and <laughs> listens to what Bobby's listening to and like it starts playing a bl- My Bloody Valentine song. He's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. It sort of like just takes you into an- another world, kinda. And yeah. it's uh, there's there's really there's nothing else like it. Yeah, uh, it's it's very loud. I can't imagine. I think if I were to watch this album live by them, my my ears would certainly bleed. I think probably. So. probably. So what's your What's your ninety one? Uh, my nineteen ninety one album is you're talking about textures and tones and things like that. Um, is an album of reinvention. Um, it is Octung Baby by U two. Yeah, you knew that was going to be on there. Yeah, that was one of the ones that I was uh, looking at where I was like, I was like, Joshua's a little hard on the ninety because there's some U two in here. And I mean, some other stuff, you know. Um, Octung Baby uh, was the first album after the Joshua Tree. Uh, the first uh, studio album after the Joshua Tree, um, and it completely was a a, a brand new uh, sound for you two. It was a complete reinvention of the wheel uh, mm-hmm. for them. Uh, they went more into uh, synthier guitars and uh, more abstract layers of, of almost dance music. Not as far as Zeropa or pop would be in '97, which Pop is a whole other. We could do a whole episode on just talking about why that album is not good. Still like it, but it ain't good. Um, but um, got a lot of a lot of great songs. It's got one on it. Everybody knows that song. If even if you're not a U2 fan, you know that song. One is um, the loneliest. That song, right? Yes, yes, Caleb. That's, that's right. So one is on that album. Um, Yes, one is on that album. Um, the album had, I think, five singles, and they all were huge hits. Yeah, uh, Mysterious Ways is on that uh, album, yeah. uh, which is which is great. Um, even better than the real thing until the end of the world. And the thing of it is, is that a lot of these songs, um, the two times that I've seen you two, they have played one, two, three, four, five. Six of these songs when I saw them, and the two times that I saw them, so they are still mm-hmm. playing these songs um, to the to this day. Um, they're getting ready to do uh, the album in full at, in the uh, the Sphere in Las Vegas. Have you seen the Sphere in Las Vegas? Yeah, by the, the way? yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're opening that are with they? with this album. Oh, cool. Uh, so uh, it it probably will fit the mm-hmm. whole aesthetic of what that thing's trying to do. So that shows. I think that shows the staying power of that record. Yeah. Uh, so, Octane Baby. Uh, I'll tell you what's not on YouTube. that album. What's that? Kiss me, kill me, thrill me, frill. Me. What's the what's the words for that? <laughs> what's the, what's that song called from Batman Forever? Um, oh God. I just know the, the Weird Al version is called Cavity Search. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that song a lot. Um, oh God. Dude, it escapes me. Kiss me. It's like something. hold, hold me, kiss me, kill me, thrill me. That's what it's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so, so I screwed long. That up. I so screwed, long. I screwed that up. So long. Okay. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. My second. My second year of life. Oh my god. It would it be my second year of life? Take kind of my third, right? Ten, mm-hmm. Well, you, you you start life in ninety in ninety. Yeah. So one. You would be two and yeah, two I know months. I'm two. You would be, you would be two. Isn't and number aren't numbers ten just, months? Aren't I guess. numbers just weird? Numbers are stupid. So weird. 
So, 92... 92. My, my actual favorite album of 92 isn't going to be the album that I talk about, because I feel okay. like, I feel like I, I'm getting a little too shoegaze and dream pop heavy, and I want to expand... You but never. My, but my actual favorite album from 92 is In Ribbons by Pell Saints. I'm not going to talk about it. Nobody knows what that is, but... No, they don't. If you want to get into shoegaze, I would re- <laughs> I would recommend I would recommend that album. It's very accessible and just incredible. But the okay. album I'm picking is Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Okay. Uh, okay. To me, R.E.M.'s R.E.M.'s greatest and most consistent album, yeah. uh, n- no doubt. There's legitimately three or four of the greatest songs ever written on this thing, and uh, those songs are surrounded by just wonderful tunes as well. Uh Nearly every every review for this album is is perfect score with a ninety six on Metacritic. Mm. Uh, the final three songs in particular set a high emotional bar for sincere and poetic songwriting. With those three songs being "Man on the Moon," "Night Swimming," and "Find the River," it's like th- that is an incredible. Mm-hmm. That's a good run. Song. I was listening yeah. to those songs earlier. I was like, these songs are beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I, every single one, of, like "Man on the Moon" at times can seem nonsensical, but the way it's composed is, is incredible. And then when you get, you get to the meat of the song and what it's about, it's and I think Find the River is straight up like not one of the greatest Not songs. to mention that Michael um, Stipe yeah, has one of the most unique rock voices of all time. He really does. And He wouldn't be considered like a, a textbook incredible vocalist, but there's no, no one but else, fit, but no no one one else that sounds like him. Yep. You no know, one, you no know, one would be able to do our you know uh, an R.E.M. R.E.M. song. Songs. You know an yep. R.E.M. song when you hear it. Yep. Or you know, you know Michael Stipe yep. when you hear Michael yep. Stipe. So, yep. and, and as much as I hate to... As much as I hate to say it... I think he's very underrated as a as a vocalist because, like you said, he's one of those people that you would fit in with, like with an iconic voice of of you know it when you hear it. He would be up there with like with uh, with Freddie Mercury. I think he would be up there with Kurt Cobain. He, he, I think he would be up there with people like uh, uh, oh god, uh, yep, then gone, Adele. Gone. Adele. <laughs> no, no, he, uh, you know, he techni- not as technically savvy as like a Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. but I put him in the same ballpark as someone like a uh, an Elton John or like a Bim Folds, where mm-hmm. their flaws as vocalists really make them what they right. are. Well, they, they, well, that's it, the thing. It, not, really, it really helps. Them. I'm not talking about it from a like an actual vocal standpoint. I'm talking from a oh, just a, iconic a familiarity oh, yeah, yeah, of okay. knowing who that person is. Oh yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that they're an iconic. I'd almost say like more so. I guess I think his voice maybe sticks out more than than a Freddie Mercury. Because sure, I've heard okay. some I've heard some Queen songs. Where I'm like, is this Queen? Okay. <laughs> Whereas sure. like REM, I'm never unless another singer from REM sings a song. There's there's a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never gonna confuse his voice for someone else's. So similar to maybe like a Tom York from Radiohead. Uh, what's your '92? '92. Shockingly, we have a Kiss record. Oh, my. God. God. Um, we have Becky. <laughs> we have Revenge from 1992. You have Sir Mix-a-Lot. Um, <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> Revenge is my favorite lineup of Kiss with uh, Paul, Gene, Bruce Kulick, and Eric Singer. Um, they are, it's heavy but melodic at times. Uh, Bob Ezrin is the person that produces it. You know who Bob Ezrin is, I'm sure. I don't know. Bob Ezrin did The Wall. Okay. Pink Floyd. All right. Uh, Bob Ezrin did Destroyer with Kiss. Um, it's it was an album that commercially was not a big seller, but critically, it's probably regarded as their top five album. Yeah, uh, a top five album. Uh, to me, it is a top three album um, mm-hmm. for them. Um, very heavy guitars. Paul Stanley and Gene are just songwriting is just fantastic on it. It it, it kind of feels more. Um, it keeps with the the, the whole Kiss. Uh, uh, it's not sophomoric. I don't want to say it's sophomoric lyrically, uh, but it, it keeps the party mood. But there are some songs on it that are like, oh, that's that's kind of deep lyrics on that. Especially yeah. God gave rock and roll to you. Uh, it's a great song. It was in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Adventure. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but yeah, Revenge from '92, no question. Uh, probably top three. Might be. It might honestly be top two favorite Kiss records of all time. So definitely was going to make the list. Cool. '93. '93. Let's get into the Britpop. About that time. Be diving into the Britpop. I got Modern Life is Rubbish by Blur. Okay. Uh, while not largely considered their best album I find it to have some of my favorite and most unique songs from them uh, mm-hmm. making it probably my favorite album mm-hmm. from them. 
Uh, to me, the album never loses steam despite having 14 songs, with there being major highlights in both the first and second half of the album. Okay. It, uh, it's very likely my favorite Britpop album as well, and a, a major, a major creative change in the right in the right direction after their debut album, which was just okay. Uh, they, they did a lot of interesting things, and just listening to this album earlier with the uh, headphones on, just the production on it is some of my favorite production. Mm-hmm. I got, I, I guess it's one of those things that you don't recognize until you start mm-hmm. really listening to stuff. And you're like, I love how they how they pan instruments and mm-hmm. the use of strings and uh, the way that the acoustic guitar is like always in like the right ear. It's just mm-hmm. it's just right there. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere else. It's just in the right ear, and it just works really well with with everything else. Love it. Love that album. Uh, Love most of their albums though, so it was a tough, tough call to make with which Blur album I was going to choose. So. Okay, what is your '93? '93, uh, we're going to stick with uh, Britpop, and we're going to put in uh, "Off the Ground" by Paul McCartney. <laughs> well, technically, I guess. technically he's he British, British and it's a pop he, album. It's a pop album. So. Um, well, no, I say we, I say it's a pop album. It's not actually a pop album. Um, there's a lot of actual like rockier songs on it. I would say honestly it's probably one of the heaviest records he had post Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuz there are a lot of like really heavy guitar driven rock songs, but there's still the the Paul McCartney ballads and there's still uh the 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 softer songs and and a little bit of lyrical nonsensity that that they had in the Beatles and stuff like that. Um yeah. A lot of, uh, but the, the the one thing I have that the the album doesn't have going for it is the track order though. The track order is very heavily rocky on the beginning of the record, but then it's softer at the toward the end. Um, but having said that, um, it is definitely uh, an album worth listening to. A lot of a lot of fans are really decisive of it. It's either a love or hate record. I love the record though. Um. So yeah, any big songs on it? It really didn't have a lot of hits. Um, it had had, off the ground was a hit. Um, uh, let me see. Um, off the ground was a hit. Um, that's really about it. Um, unfortunately, because there are some really good songs. Looking for changes is a really good song. Mm -hmm. Um, I owe it all to you. Was released as a single, didn't even chart, and I think it's the best song on the record. Yeah. Um. Wine Dark Open Sea is a great song that never, I don't think, even charted. Uh, but yeah, so not the best uh, singles were released either for that record. So, But again, it's a love-hate album with a lot of people. I love it. I think it's great. Classic McCartney. Yep. 94. 94. Go ahead. My fourth year of life. <laughs> oh my God, if you say my year of life one more time. Okay, so this one... I'm not even going to talk about it much because I just talked about it uh, just a couple weeks ago, and that is Split by Lush. Uh, okay. If you want to hear why I love this album so much, go back and listen to the Desert Island episode. Okay. Because it was one of my albums that I would choose because well. it's like a top three or four album of mine. Uh, right. It's my favorite shoegaze slash dream pop hybrid okay. album. It, it does both of those things uh, perfectly, and uh, yeah, love it. Uh, I think it's very much overlooked as as their their best album, a lot of people consider it their second or third best album, and I, I think that it's the best. And I am right. Go listen to it, okay. folks, and go listen to that Desert Island episode to hear yeah. me gush more about it. <laughs> so, um, my 1994 album is, as you said, it was a perfect a perfect album uh, with yours. This is also a perfect album as far as I'm concerned, and that is Dookie by Green Day. Dookie, that album is just straight up good. <laughs> it's just straight up. It is the Dookie, is what it is. Um, I mean, what's there to say about do you, Dookie? Do you what's find there yourself? To say? Do you do you still find yourself gravitating more towards the, the singles on that album than the the deep tracks? No, I, I gravitate towards the deep tracks. Do you? Okay, yes. Um, for some reason, on that one, I'm, I'm still like, uh, I just really like Welcome to Paradise a whole lot. You see, and Welcome to Paradise and is like one of my least favorite songs really? on the album. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. Dang. I would rather, like, dude, Burnout, Having a Blast, Chump, I could listen to, all the, to those every day and never get bored of them. Um, she is on that album. She is on that album. I think Pulling Teeth is probably the most underrated Green Day song. I love yeah. that song. Um, let's see. Sassafras Roots is good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's and it's not long. It's not a long album. Do you think Dookie's their best album? No. You know that. 
Warning, I'm warning, just, warning's their best out. I think warning's the best out. I mean, warning's I, you know, I think out. that. But, uh, yeah, I would, I would say Dookie, as far as, like, my favorites go, is probably yeah. my fourth yeah. favorite. I would I, Off the cuff, here I go. I'm putting, I'm putting warning at number one. Nobody else does, but I don't care. I'd put I, warning at number one. I just think that it is incredible, yep. mature songwriting. Yep. My number two American would idiot. be, I don't know. Really? Maybe Nimrod. Okay, okay. All right, I think, I think we're that, sidetracking. Real quick. I think the highs. Okay. Of, I think the highs of American Idiot is better. But my God, some of the songs were just so overplayed to the point where I still find Good Riddance to be way better than those overplayed songs on American Idiot. I don't know, dude. Dude, I don't I, know. American Idiot, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Holiday, and Waking Up in September ends. I have no desire to ever listen to those songs again. Whereas, but, whereas whenever but at I hear the same time though, whenever, Jesus of Suburbia, Homecoming, Letter Bomb. Hey, I said. I Come said, on! I said the highs are greater on uh, on it. It's, it's close. It's it's very close. I would say I would say Nimrod because okay. it's very very ambitious. Okay. With American Idiot being my third favorite and okay. probably Dookie being my fourth favorite. Okay. Everything else after that can go to hell. I'm joking. Insomniac will be um, fifth. <laughs> let's see. Um, um, yeah, I'd put Warning number one, American Idiot number two, uh, probably Dookie at number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nimrod at four, Insomniac at five. 21st century breakdown or or like a kerplunk Mm-mm, no okay. um what else is there oh uh are you out of your mind uh, are you, are father you to... father of all mother up. would be at number six i was about to say what uh, are you thinking right like there is nothing after 21st century breakdown that's better than 21st century breakdown. no there's there's really there just not. isn't I, that was um, an album that i was harsh on at the beginning but in retrospect it has some great songs it does on. have some really good songs on um Buddy, we're forgetting about um, shenanigans, bud. I'm not forgetting about a dagger. Forgetting about thing, shenanigans, Josh. man. <laughs> forgetting about that's no, no, not, no. It's not an. It doesn't count. No. 21st okay. century breakdown, and then Uno. I'm I put done Uno talking about seven. Green Day. Oh no, Green Day's in the Green Day's in the bucket, bub. I know, but I'm we, wait, we've got I'm a lot to talk for about. That. I'm, this is that episode. I have no Green Day okay, albums okay, on my okay, list. Okay, okay, okay. 95. No Green Day albums on my the list. The fifth year that you 95. were born. Now, oh, now, the fifth year of your life. The year that I started kindergarten. Oh my God. So. It's funny that you mentioned Green Day because this band is also sort of somewhat considered a pop punk band. I think that they are far, far, far better than Green Day. They only have four tread, albums. Tread lightly. I think they're far better. I just tread do. lightly. Sorry, my my ninety five. Hey, ain't you that guy from Blink One Eighty Two? My five album is is my ninety five album is Dear You by Jawbreaker. Um, Oh well, yeah. My introdu- yeah. my introduction to Jawbreaker came from the song "Bad Scene, Everyone's Fault" on the video game NCAA Football '06 soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They had like a a crazy like indie rock like punk rock soundtrack. Mm-hmm. They had like Lush and, and Pixies and No Effects, and they had Jawbreaker. That was the first time I ever heard them. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, I delved into their catalog. And Dear You is still very likely my favorite stuff from them. Um, mm-hmm. It's dark, exciting, catchy, and an emotional experience. Its uh, initial reception wasn't that warm, however, mm-hmm. uh, with fans mostly. Mm-hmm. A couple, yeah. a couple critics, but yeah. fans, but mostly because uh, Jawbreaker had signed with a major label for this album, mm-hmm. and at that time, it doesn't matter what the album sounds like. If you sign with a major label, it's going to sound the way like, they oh, want it oh, to sound. They sold out. Yeah. When in reality, it's still pretty raw sounded. Like it's, it's really, it's, it's their best production. It's the best album. Uh, but, but it's, it's their still, best record. It still sounds. Pretty raw and not overproduced in the slightest. Yep. Um, notoriously, Pitchfork gave it a two point three out of ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's legacy, Jesus but it's Christ. legacy. It's legacy has held up very well. With okay, so Pitchfork, we're going to sidetrack to Pitchfork. Pitchfork are a bunch of idiots. Here's the thing dude. with Pitchfork: they're idiots. They are <laughs> clickbait. When, when I want to agree with Pitchfork, I will. Uh, but then, I won't but even, the, even but when then, they're right. But then whenever they uh, whenever they do something like this or like Clarity with Jimmy Eat I'm like, oh, Pitchfork, they're the worst. <laughs> They're just terrible. They're, but they're, uh, they have. I, I don't ever. It, whenever I see a pitchfork review, I'm just like, eh, it's pitchfork. Yeah, I mean, there's so, been many times that you and I have messaged each other and it's like, look what pitchfork gave this album, and I, you're just like, eh, I yeah. say that to. Then they give like the new Jeff Rosenstock album an eight out of ten. I'm like, yeah, those are my guys. Yeah. Wait, way to go, pitchfork. But uh, in in any uh, ranked this album uh, at number one on their twenty emo albums that have resolutely. Stood the test of time. So, number one. Because it's their best record. I think so. Either that or 24-hour revenge therapy. But mm-hmm. I, I just like the ambition and darkness of this album a lot. Like, there's... Accident-prone. Chemistry. Jet Black. Well, uh, yeah. Jet uh, Black. But Bis, Bis, uh, Basilica. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the song for the last song, and it's probably my Save favorite. Your Generations on that record. 
well, chemistry, uh, which is a little chemistry. popular, but yeah, uh, uh, dude, it's great. Oyster, it's, every every song it's is their best record. Every song's a banger. Yeah, um, it's great. There's no skips on that record. Oh, it's fantastic. So, what's, what's your ninety five? Might, might be another record that has a no skip. Uh, when we get there, you know, you know what the worst song on the album is? What's that? Chemistry, probably. Probably. And I, probably like I would song. agree. I would agree. Got that? Got into that through Bayside's cover of mm-hmm. Chemistry. Well, Caleb, my ninety five record. Um, is a record that Glat Record Record. It is a Brit pop record. Oh, I already know. And what is it? Maybe then? I don't. I thought that was ninety four. It has to be. What's the story? Morning Glory. What's the story? Morning okay. Glory. Definitely, maybe came out in ninety four. Okay. Yeah. So, a lot of people would consider those two albums to be the biggest one two punch of records in history because there's not in one history. Ba- yeah, seriously, because there's not one bad song on Is either. Is it because record. they don't have any more good albums? <laughs> That's very possible. I'm joking, Josh. No, okay, no, 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 chill no, out. No, 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 chill out, folks. No, no, no. I agree. I they don't have anything I that would be considered agree. like a classic or no, like a great album. After no, what? That. that next not album is long. Close. Man. That next I album is long. I love "Be Here Now." I love it's "Be long. Here Now," but it's so long. Oh, too long. It's so long. They were on too many drugs. Well, they even said the. They yeah. even said so. They said it, folks. Don't get. Don't jump down my throat. Now, now think of this. Think of this for a moment. What's the story, Morning Glory? How many has Wonderwall, Don't Look Back in Anger, Morning Glory, and Champagne Supernova? It's Super hits. And Wonderwall Super hits. is the best song of them all. <laughs> I, no, but that's okay. Um, I mean, dude, yeah. I, yeah, I could, I'm sitting here looking at the track list right now, and I couldn't tell you what my favorite song on that record would be. Because I absolutely love this I'd record say, from when start you say, to When you finish. say like objectively, though, like you know, some songs are hits for a reason, and they say mm-hmm. the best time. When yep. you when you say objectively, "Don't Look Back in Anger" is like their is the best song. Absolutely, okay. I would say that or Champagne Supernova. You say that's like the only a, problem. When you say that's be, almost their best song, like, here's the thing. Overall. Here's the thing about Champagne Supernova. Uh, it's great. It's, yeah. it's great, but lyrically, it don't make a damn bit of sense. I don't think a lot of their songs do though. Uh, Wonderwall. That's. that's the, <laughs> don't look back in anger is about the 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 one that, that it makes sense that makes sense yeah yeah um yeah uh, dude I think all, I, I all think your, that, all your dreams are made <laughs> oh dude I, I love I love, I love that song. I love morning glory yeah yeah I, but I mean seriously I used I, to cover that song a lot yeah. like the worst two songs on this record are the untitled uh excerpt songs in Wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> that like goes. That is actually like clips of another song okay. called uh, called the Swamp Song, which is okay. actually really good when you listen to it all together. But yeah, ninety-four be- be- best best Oasis song on the count of three. One, two, three. The Master Plan. That's actually what I was. Well, you didn't I was say. Think, I was thinking we were gonna sync up, no, no, buddy. Oh, I, have to, I have to think of stuff, man. I gotta think okay, just whatever. a little bit. Okay. COVID's hurt my brain, dude. Oh. I gotta think for a little while. Did, did you have COVID? Yes. Okay. Back in November, where were you? I, I wasn't around you, that's for sure. Apparently so. <laughs> 96. Caught it at WrestleCade. No offense to WrestleCade. You all are wonderful, beautiful people. Uh, 96. 96. Uh, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to get some into some into some uh, really controversial territory. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put this album at first. I don't even know why. I don't know what I was thinking. Be like. Oh, Caleb, you can find something cooler than this, but in reality, no, I can't. Okay. It's great. And I love it. It's definitely one of the most influential albums for me in my early 20s, and that's Pinkerton by Weezer. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it's great. It's okay. great, folks. I'm sorry. It's great. There, I said it. Uh, it's raw, aggressive, and even at times, very embarrassing. Dude, I can't argue that. Very I can't embarrassing. Argue. I can't argue Pinkerton. But but it's it's. I think it's the messiness of the album that makes it, to me, their, their most accomplished work mm-hmm. to date. Uh, some of the lyricism definitely feels of its time. Pink triangle. Capturing, capturing the feeling of a young person completely frustrated with all aspects of life, even if it's, if it's sometimes problematic. Um, in retrospect, it has essentially... F- Flawless reviews across the board. It's it's yeah. it's deluxe edition. It has a hundred on on Metacritic. So I mean, like, because it's great. It's, it's a great record. And, and, and even the song that some people are like, I remember they did the t- the Tiny Desk show, mm-hmm. and they performed Across the Sea. And mm-hmm. I remember in the description it said like, we don't condone of the lyrics lyrics in Across the Sea. I was like, guys, just let them sing this. The song is what it is. Yeah. And it's, you know what? It's my favorite Weezer song. <laughs> Probably. I just think it's fantastic. I just think it's such a lovely melody. Well, I try not to pay attention to what it's really about. Well, Caleb, I, I tell you this right now. I, I, I'll Pinkerton, be, I, Pinkerton was on my list. I can't believe you didn't pick it. 
What are you? Th- Here's why, though. Here's why I didn't pick it. Here's why I didn't pick it because I knew you were going to pick oh it. Oh my god! And I didn't want to have the same well, album. I think twice. we should have the same album. No, for once we That's never. I don't think we ever have. Yeah, we did. The Stranger. We had the Stranger in seventy-seven. Oh, yeah. That was it because you you made it seem like you wasn't going to pick it. Yeah, and you did. We had the Stranger, so we have had it. Um, Let's hear your album that's not as good as Pinkerton. It's not near as good as I know it's Pinkerton. Not. But you know what? It is this band's I'm best album. It. it is this band's <laughs> best album. It is Load by Metallica. Oh, I'm going to dog it's it. It's their best record. Be- I don't care what anybody their says. Best it's their record. best record. It's their, their best, best record. Their best record? It's their best album. Oh, my God, Josh. Yep. I'm joking. I'm acting stupid. I don't really. It's their I, best I have no. <laughs> it's their best album. Uh, it has one of my favorite Metallica songs on it with. Uh, Hero of the day. Yep, that's it. Yep, it's their best album. I'm not a big Metallica fan. And guess what? It's their best album, and I'm not even going to explain why. Moving on, 97. Here's what I'll say about that. Having heard Load, a combined total of one and a half times, probably... Uh, I know good and well it's nowhere near as good as Pinkerton. <laughs> well, God no, but the hero of the again, day. I did not. The hero of the day the is really album. good, but it's Shoot. also it's it's also like not as good as any song on Pinkerton. <laughs> Now, I think Hero of the Day is a great song. I think Load is their best album because it is not a absolute balls-to-the-wall, let's Kinda see slower. how fast we can play. It is showing the actual lyrical chops of James Hetfield. Which aren't it great. Shows the a- <laughs> <laughs> it shows the actual, like, that they are actually able to play instruments other than seeing how fast that they can play. They are able to be riffy. Mm. It's bluesy. It's mm. great. It's their best record. Don't like it. They got a haircut. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they got a haircut. Was that on the oh, Black they... Album or Load? It was Load. When they, when they cut their hair. Can't believe they got a haircut. Can't believe the it. Memory. Is that Load or, or... That's Reload. Oh, God. That's Reload. <laughs> what am I saying? Give me a... That's Reload. That's Reload? That's Reload. That's reload. What is on Load? <laughs> Let me go back since you don't know. I don't think I like Reload uh, at all. <laughs> until it sleeps. Okay. King Nothing, Hero of the Day, Bleeding Me. Is it t- uh, is, is until it sleeps the one that has like that weird music video? Yes. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. Outlaw Torn's on that as well. Uh, okay. Yep. Does that have? Was that song called like Billy or something like that? Ronnie. <laughs> Billy? Billy? <laughs> Billy? <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. James is like, Billy? You know, you know me in the blues. In the blues right? 97. 97. I think 97 might be the greatest year of music. I disagree, but that's okay. Well, the, I, don't know uh, what you're, I don't even know what you're getting ready to pick. <laughs> well, well, I had a lot to pick from here, and I'm always going to pick... There the- was one... Al- the, the album that I picked was the first album that came to mind when we started this... Well... It's definitely not my album. This, so. uh, this, this topic well, it's not it was the first album, one so that came out. It's not mine. Uh, that I don't own on vinyl, I'm always and that gonna, needs to change. I'm always going to pick this album because, uh, to me, it's the most inspired album I've ever heard. Okay. And very likely, the best album that I've ever heard. Okay. I, I frequently, when I'm making like my, my top favorite albums of all time, I usually put this at one. Which is weird because this isn't like my favorite band by any stretch of the Okay, computer. It is Perfect From Now On by Built to Spill. So, OK Computer. No. Okay. Perfect from now on, I think it's better than OK Computer, but OK Computer, also in my top ten albums of all time. 97 <laughs> is like incredible. Uh, either or by Elliot Smith I came wonder, out on any given day. We listen to me. We don't have that in our topics, but we need to have that. On any given day, if you time. catch me on the right day, I may put Perfect from now on, either or by Elliot Smith and OK Computer in my top three albums of all time. I mean... And that's all 97. And, and Blur's self-titled album came out. A little overrated, folks. I'm sorry, folks. You heard it here first. A little overrated. Caleb and I both with the hot takes today. It's not my favorite Blur album. I think it's got... It's weird. <laughs> but Perfect From Now On by Built to Spill. Gosh, oh. Yep. Whenever I first listened to this album, it opened my mind up to so many different possibilities when it comes to music. Uh, every song is fantastically structured. Uh, every song is a, is a complete work of art, mm-hmm. ranging from lyrically poetic to almost jam band territory at times mm-hmm. with a... With prolonged outros with mm-hmm. extended guitar solos. Uh, when it comes to guitar albums, this has to be at the top or near the top of my list due to so many distorted sounds fighting for the center stage at, at any given time of the record. Um, the lead singer-songwriter said the album is a result is a result of his distaste of grunge music, such as Nirvana, making the songs long and unconventional on purpose in order to prevent from being played on the radio. 
Because that's what you want to do in 97, not be played on the radio. Hey, you know what? It worked for me. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, but uh, he, 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 a quote of his is, uh, I didn't want us to have a hit. I was a little nervous that we might accidentally have a hit and that our music would be shoved into people's faces. <laughs> but uh, the album was recorded three, three separate times. He played all the instruments except for drums on the first version, but he was not satisfied with the results. The two failed attempts of the album ended up costing $20,000 to make. And, <gasps> and the third uh, version was the, the final product. I think it's, I think it's pr- probably the greatest album I've ever heard. And when it comes to Built to Spill, I, I probably only have like two other albums in my top 100, but there's mm-hmm. just something about this album. They didn't release anything else really like this album. It's just, I don't know. Nothing remotely kinda, claimed close. Uh, no, there's, the, the next album after that is somewhat close, but it's this is just so epic. It just really is. I don't like to throw around that daggone word. Faith No More. What? They had a, they had a song called Epic. Faith, Faith oh. No More. So what? You are all that you can have. I don't like Faith No More. I don't think I do either. I don't think I do. I don't think I do either. <laughs> speaking of iconic... I do, I do love that chorus to speaking, epic, but I, do, I don't like those, speaking, those red hot chili pepper verses. You <laughs> might as well just be giving away. In the, like, like. Speaking of 1997, we're talking about the red hot chili peppers. My album from 1997 is Whatever and Ever Amen by Ben Folds 5. Oh, that came out in '97. Yeah, oh my God, what a what an incredible year for albums! That's also a, that's in my top forty. That, that, at least. that was the when we pulled '90s albums. That was the first album that came to doesn't, mind. Doesn't that album just like like completely like change your life after you hear it? <laughs> yes. No, no. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of the proper words. It just resonates. It just feels like a '90s. It feels not very '90s in, yeah. the, in, a, in the best way possible. Because it feels like it, it feels like a college record. Like it yeah. feels like a college a college rock record. Yeah. And granted, we it were fe- only we were only well, seven. It feels but. it feels it makes me nostalgic. You know, it's a cliche saying, but it makes me nostalgic for something that I that I wasn't even around. That mm-hmm. I really didn't even like. Yeah. No, was I wasn't even aware of it. You know. You, you know what the thing about the record to me. And I don't mean this to, to be derogatory toward anybody as an artist or anything, but the the, the record sounds smart. Yeah. yeah, it sounds smart, and that that's a testament to Ben Folds the way that he writes a song. Yeah, it's always in some complicated key. It's always in some you know major chord or something like that, mm-hmm. or a minor chord or something like. That. He's he's always writing something in some complicated con- convoluted thing, but it works. It meshes oh, yeah. well, and. Uh, it's three people, and this album sounds like a whole a whole yeah, band well, is playing it. You know, that bass goes hard. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it has probably the most complex. Well, my favorite Ben Folds Five song, mm-hmm. which is "Selfless, Cold, and Composed," yep. is just an incredible yep. piece of work. Yeah, there. This is Missing another. War is great. This is another one of those records that this song or this album does not have mm. a skip. What about that like minute long thing there, like in the middle? What's that? Cigarette. Yeah. It's okay, I guess. I wouldn't. I wouldn't skip it because it's okay. it's, it's something short that segues into something else. <laughs> Josh, yeah, you're right. I agree. It, I don't. I, do, th- I, I don't do think like, the album, I don't think the album I do has like, a single I do skip. Like every song on the album. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I wasn't aware that was '97. '97. So. I still would not have picked it, but it is a top. It's one of my favorites. Yep. '97. Okay. '98. '98. Uh, this is another one that was on my desert island, so I'm just gonna tell people to go back. Okay. But it's XO by Elliot Smith. Okay. Uh, I talked about this in detail on the Desert Island episode. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite album from my favorite artist. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was going to make the list. Yep. Uh, could have easily chosen every Elliot Smith album this decade. Could have easily. That's how much I love the guy. Just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, his, it's, his one of, it's his first big like production mm-hmm. when it comes to like a, ma- like a major label release. And it just... He makes it work. He uses that budget properly. It's not just acoustic songs. They're big songs, and it just sounds incredible. Moving on. Cool. Uh, 98 for me was also on the Desert Island. Uh, oh was on the Desert Island episode, and that's Double Life by Garth Brooks. Go listen to it. And uh, go listen to that episode. Go listen to that album. All these cheats. I'm 99, sorry. Caleb. Go ahead. <laughs> 99. I, I, hate, I hate to end it on this. Uh, Why do you hate to end it on because this? Because this album is not available on streaming and it's so annoying to me that it's not on like Spotify or anything. You can listen to it on YouTube and I got it downloaded on like my iPod Touch because I legally downloaded it years ago. I might have made a, I may have bought it actually, but it's a 
one of XTC's final albums, Apple Venus Volume 1, uh, the most overlooked album of XTC's discography, partly because it is not it's not available anywhere. You can't listen to it. Why, you can't listen why? to the dang thing. I don't why? know. I don't, I don't know if it's like a it's if it's like a distribution thing. I don't think it's on them. Like I don't think like they don't because all their other albums, with the exception of the the part two mm-hmm. album, which I don't like as much, their last two albums are not streaming anywhere. Uh, and uh, are, are you trying to find that out for me? Right I, right? I was going to. What was the name of the record again? Apple Venus Volume One. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but the album trade the album trades their complex pop rock structures from the previous album with a, a more orchestral pop sound, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like a baroque sound, um, resulting in a really really beautiful sound for the album. Uh, it ultimately makes sense why this album is so overlooked because I believe XTC as a whole is the most overlooked rock band of all time, probably mm-hmm. with essentially every album. Uh, them recreating themselves with a different sound and feel to it. So, mm-hmm. just really wish that one was a. Uh, because whenever we, we we make our playlist, I won't be able to put anything on from this one on there, and that just that just sucks because there's some really gorgeous songs on this. So, um, did you find anything out? For me? According to this, oh, now right. I'm going to say some names, and I don't know who these people are. Okay, um, I found a uh, a Reddit thread uh-huh. on Reddit slash X. Uh-huh. And it says, any hope for Apple Venus and Wasp Star on Spotify? I'd, and the person says, I'd have a parade in celebration. Yeah. Uh, one person said, um, as long as Andy is alive, it will never turn up on Spotify. One day, hopefully a long way away, his estate will probably allow it as it, as it tends to happen. Uh, one person says, I don't think so. I think Andy and Colin own the Masters and Andy is not a fan of streaming. Now, who is Andy? He's the lead singer. Okay. <laughs> Not a, but the other albums are streaming though. I guess that that might be the only ones that they mm-hmm. own. So, eh, he's a, he's a pain. Mm. But put it out there, Andy, for me. So a yeah. fan. Yeah, uh, that sucks. You so gotta listen to it. You, know, you can only listen to it like physically or on YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's 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 that one. Um, my '99 album is an album, and I hate to end. I hate to end it on this. That you can go back and listen to um, another uh, Marshall Mathers LP. God, you're right, Caleb. Did that come out then? I don't even know. I think so. I think it came out in '99. <laughs> or did the Slim Shady LP come out in '99? I think the Slim Shady LP. That was the first one. That was the. Okay. One, I mean, that was the one before. Right. They had uh, so. my name is. Yeah. So I think that was '99. Okay. Uh, but this uh, album, you can actually hear us talk about very in depth um, on a past episode, and that is clear. Enema of the state. Blink-182. Clarity. Clarity. Clarity by Jimmy uh, World. That goof album. That goof album. One of the <laughs> highest regarded albums of all time. Not, not according to Pitchfork? To the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pitchfork are a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Spend nine hours talking about how Pitchfork... We should we should just go through Pitchfork one day. And well, they, they, like... they, you showed me that article about Weezer the other day, but it was from 2019, but it was just yeah. like so like out of it. Yeah. <laughs> They 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 posted that yeah they posted on their Facebook article it was on about their, their Facebook t- it was about the Teal album which in twenty twenty three I hate when they do stuff like that I, now gotta get the clickbait folks now whenever they I like whenever they reshare albums that are like that they loved but whenever they like reshare like stuff they like really really hated I'm yeah. like why it's like that they released like they they legitimately released like. That, a few good releases buddy, after this. Buddy, that click traffic was down. They had to get something to get them clicks. But to be get fair, to be fair, even when they released a good album like uh, like OK Human, they still didn't give it a good review. They gave it like a five out of ten. So <laughs> now they, they just they just they just hate Weezer now. Pitchfork <laughs> idiots, dude. They're idiots. Sometimes they're they are. Idiots. It just depends. You know, it's not just one guy. You know, so I'd say there are some people that write for them that I'll probably more so agree with. But sometimes I'm just like, what? A, what, what on earth? Like basically any cursive album, they're dumb. Past like two thousand seven, they're dumb. They like all cursive. They're just they're just doing the same thing over oh, and over look again. Look at you! You get paid a lot of money to to shit talk a band. Oh, look at you! You're so cool. <laughs> now you paid a lot about, of money. Now what about Clarity? What about that album? What about I already said you can go listen to the Jimmy Eat World episode. The Jimmy Eat World draft. The Jimmy Eat World we'll draft about, episode we'll uh, that we Clarity. talked a lot about Clarity and uh, just talked about Jimmy Eat World in, in general. Um, now what was your favorite song from Clarity again? Oh God! Um, what did I draft? Was it was it um, uh, for me? This is heaven. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry, it took I, again. Just watch the fireworks. Yeah. Mine. So. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think that was like, like my number one pick. I think. <laughs> well, I think of all the albums that we are well, talking, we've talked about here. Pick. Yeah, Polaris was your number yeah, yeah. one. You suck for that. Um, well, you know. uh, of all of the albums that we've talked about, there are a few on here that you and I both agree would probably be in our. No, I wouldn't say our top 100 albums, but our f- some of our favorites. Okay, uh, I'll go and tell you. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, all ten albums would be in my top forty albums of all time. Top forty albums of all time, probably. Uh, uh, maybe. Okay, uh, let me get my list back out just to be on the safe. The side. only one that XTC Apple Venus Volume One is pushing it. It might be top fifty, top sixty. Um, but and, and Dear You is 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 right at the, is probably like in the high thirties. Mm-hmm. But yeah. With a lot of the, with with quite a few of these albums being in my top twenty, so yeah, um, like I said, the nineties is my favorite decade. It again, it's it's really hard for me to. Say, I know Octung Baby Revenge. I would put What's the Story Morning Glory in my top one hundred. Um, whatever, Never Amen would be in my top forty, no question. Double Live would be now in my gonna, top I'm forty as well. These real quick, one, um, one two, three. That's what that's we're gonna do. Okay, so so four, five, six. I want seven. you to, seven of these would be in my top twenty. I want you to keep. <laughs> I want you to keep a running list between now and January the first, because we're gonna go ahead and lay the groundwork now. Starting next year, one podcast a month. For 12 months is going to be our top 100 albums. We are going to take 10 a podcast from each of us 100 to 1 once a month. That would only take 10 months. Okay, yeah, that's fine. And then we can have we can have 2 months of things that may have come out that missed as our top. As fun as that 100. sounds, I still I'll, I will be like Recycling some stuff here. That's okay. okay. That's okay. But we're going to talk. Our, we'll, next year we'll kick it off with that. We'll kick it off with uh, one in January somewhere. My, maybe it's the last the last episode of the month. We will do. Okay. Our top 100 albums. You heard it here first, folks. We're already booking sure four months me, ahead. I'm sure if you have me on Facebook, you see this a lot from me. You probably do. <laughs> I feel like every but, year I'd like I like re I redo it. A but yeah, bit. for well November and December we can always make it more interesting with some other things. Um, but that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll start a running tally now. I'll start thinking about that. Because, to be honest with you, I, I don't think I've ever sat down and put my top 100 albums collectively like that. Yeah, me neither. Whoops. <laughs> my God, break my table, I sir. To, I had to make a noise after I lied the way that I did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> um, who's turn? Who's turn? Is it mine? I think it's mine. Because you picked nineties, right? No, my, it's my turn. It's my turn. Is it your turn? It's my turn. It's now. my turn. Nancy picked nineties records. Nancy, was, what did I? What was before nineties? What was before nineties? Uh, you were gonna pick something, then we ended up just doing like the uh, yeah the, the music trivia. trivia. What was before music trivia? Oh God, I don't. Come know. on, Caleb, you gotta remember that you you have a better Jeez memory than Louise. I do. Jesus, meet me in the matinee. Yes. So it's your it's your picks because you didn't pick. Music trivia, technically. Yeah, you picked. Me I picked Meet Me in the Matinee. Okay, so it's mine. Yeah, it's my it's it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn now. now. Mine, and I will redraw if it's awful. Yeah, but you have. We 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 we've done, done that. Dare. We've done that before. Oh God. Ooh. No. No. Josh. No. Why are you making it so obvious for no. the folks? No. No. Do, do the folks even care anymore? No, maybe not. I don't There's, know. They they want to, maybe they just want to hear a good topic. They you know, just want to hear a good topic. And you know, sometimes what? you sometimes, just sometimes you just want to hear. 90, sometimes why is '90s albums back in here again? We oh, just let's did do that. it again. '90s albums redux. redux. <laughs> uh, whatever this one is, is what we're doing. Ah, oh, God. Ooh. Uh oh. Caleb, we're going to go back to some movies next week. Oh no, it's about time. Jeez, guys. Yeah, we've been on some music for a while. Yeah. Get ready Enough because of that. we're getting ready to rank Adam Sandler's <laughs> filmography. <laughs> See, okay. I I'm, I put this in here uh and I told you, okay, that during yeah. that week, I have to watch You need to movies. watch Uncut Gems, okay? Maybe a couple others. I will do my best. <laughs> you need to, uh, if, I will do it. If you only have at least watch Uncut Gems. If you only have time for one, put in Uncut Gems, okay? okay? 
Because okay. your ranking, it, it doesn't count if, it, if you don't have uncut gems. Okay. Nancy and, I, Nancy and I will watch There's a few other bangers, but if you can't get them in, like if you can't get in like the Mayor, send, the mayor Witch stories. You send like, me you send me a list, and I will do my best to get as many of them in this week I'm as not, possible. I might rewatch some of the old ones. Okay. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm in bed at night, like, you know what? The water boy putting it on. You know what I will not put on? I will not put on Jack and Jill. <laughs> Bedtime stories. I've never seen it, and... This is similar to the Jimmy Jim Carrey one. Yes, we can only rank what we've we seen. We can only rank what we have seen. I've seen a lot, but there's still I have seen some. A lot as there's well, still some so. stuff that I'll maybe only watch ten minutes of, yep. and I said no, mm-hmm. and I'm probably not going to rank that. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> we should have a rank that's like turned it off. That's what it should this'll be. be a, this will be a fun one because it'll be fun. I've never seen I've never seen a more polarizing filmography <laughs> in my life. Probably. Yeah. I would agree. Man, that. The, the hits they hit. They hit. They do. They, they hit. do. They do. Adam they Sandler. Hit. Adam Sandler's got a few bangers. Because you want to know what? Because I want to make you smile whenever you sad. It's a it's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. When your arthritis is bad. But it's a spoiler. But all I want to do is. That's my Adam Sandler impersonation. <laughs> if 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 if. Uh, so we're we gonna do it the same way we did the Jim Carrey episode, yeah. right? The, yeah, yeah, like a top twenty, top whatever. We However have. many we've seen. We've seen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What's a spoiler? What's a spoiler? Are you? Just, are you? Do you love the wedding singer that much, yeah. buddy? I love the wedding. Oh singer. man, I do too. I do too. I, mean, I do too. Who knows where it's gonna fall? Who knows where it's gonna fall? My fault. My fault. Number two behind. Uh, my fault. Number five, maybe behind. Um. Um. Uh, what's the? What was the? Uh, oh gosh, what is the really horrible movies that they had? Um. Uh, the uh, grown-ups or whatever. Ooh. See, I haven't watched those, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna find not gonna, time to work those in. Oh, hi, this Nancy. Week. I'm not gonna. Find- Nancy, guess what? We get to watch Uncut Gems this week because next week we get Adam Sandler movies. Okay, she said. Okay, oh, she's thrilled about that. She's thrilled. She's thrilled about that. What is anxiety? About that anxiety that's about to happen. That's right, Caleb. Where can people find us? They can find us uh, by typing in chat from a hat on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and TikTok, and if you want to email us, you can email us at chatfromahatcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, you can find us at TikTok. Um, you're probably not going to see very much on there for yeah, now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb's going to start getting on the TikTok wanna. and putting some stuff on there. It's too much work. Is it though? It's too. Much. I've already built a fan base on mine. Oh and it's just God. like if I could, if I could follow Caleb it, on TikTok. If I could move all those over to the chat from a hat one, I would. You could. Is there a way? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, copy and paste them. <laughs> That's not a thing. Save them and put them on another one. Anyway, well, folks, thank you for listening to our 90s albums episode. Next week, we will talk about Adam Sandler movies. God help us all. Bye.